Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Friday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with the Daily VRA Investing Podcast. As always, appreciate you joining us here uh, every day or as much as you possibly can. Uh, we love doing these podcasts, especially on a day like this because of the significance of what's coming up. Of course, this weekend is Memorial Day weekend, and our markets will be closed on Monday, so we've got a, a three-day weekend in, in front of us. But uh, we like to remember what matters most at times like this, and, and this is one of those days where you know, we honor our really our military heroes that gave their lives while making the ultimate sacrifice and proudly serving the country they love so much. Um, we have a lot of VRA members uh, that are uh, either current or ex-military, uh, and of course, we must almost all know someone in our family, extended family or friends that's, that's, that's given their life for the country, and uh, we're just so thankful uh, for the sacrifices that, that, you, that you've made uh, and that you continue to make, and from the bottom of our hearts, we, we appreciate you. Thank you for your service and your ongoing commitment to keeping America, America, the home of the free and the, the land of the brave, the best country on planet Earth, not a close second. And I think most of us know that. Uh, but, you know, for those, that don't, for those that don't feel that way, I think we could probably put together a big pool of money and get a bunch of one-way tickets. Uh, and just so you can say, sign Ara and go find the country that's best for you. Because this country create success story after success story. This country has brought millions and millions and millions of people out of poverty, not just in the U.S., but all over the world, billions in fact, because free market capitalism works. We are a republic, a constitutional republic that sometimes works. And once we can figure out these that two systems of justice we have, uh, we might be able to get somewhere. We're getting a whole lot of people, folks, are being red-pilled right now. You probably noticed that, right? When you have an administration as radical as this one is, it red-pills a lot of people when they see what's really happening. They always thought, you know what, that's probably a Republican talking point or that was Republican or conservative fear-mongering. But when they see it up close and personal and they see the crime that's building, they see the massive debt loads that are building, and the way that money is being given away to special interest groups. Instead, it's called coronavirus stimulus. Uh, people are being red-pilled. That, that could be a very good long-term thing. Let's talk about the markets. We've got, I do want to cover some other things happening as well because some couple of very interesting developments in the world of coronavirus that I want to talk about at the very end here because, well, the outcome may not be that good. The outcome, uh, based on history and what happened 20 years ago, with the 9-11 Commission Report, we have some interesting parallels that are occurring here, and uh, it has, has me concerned. So stick around for that at the very end. Let's talk about the markets first. Dow Jones today. Uh, finished. Look, it was a, we wound up having a very good month here. The month of May, uh, as if you join us at the beginning of the, of the month, we said, do not, do not sell in May and go away. Don't do it. May's going to be a good month. Had a rocky start, uh, actually kind of a rocky middle but uh, we had our, after our, our May 12th capitulation in, in, tech, in tech and growth stocks, you know, we had a, a very a strong finish to the month with tech leading the way. And uh, that now makes uh, eight of the last nine Mays that have actually finished in the green. And uh, we think our Goldilocks market setup is probably going to continue for some time here. Uh, we are very bullish and have been for some time, as you know. Dow Jones today finishing up 64 points off the lows, but... In very kind of a quiet, meandering kind of a day today, 
Dow Jones up 64, closing at 34,529. S&P 500 up just three points at 4,204. Both these indexes are less than 1% away from all-time highs. Our winner on the day today was the NASDAQ up 12 points at 13,748. Again, again, we had more solid gains at midday. Nothing really I see here. Just a lot of people were out of the office getting ready for a long weekend. And finally, our, our loan index uh, to, 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 uh, to suffer today and decline and finish in the red was the Russell 2000. But it was only down four points. And the R2K, by the way, remember, had, uh, uh, on Wednesday was up almost 2%. Yesterday, up well over 1%. So the small caps have been really getting their, their act together, and that's great to see. That bodes well for the U.S. economy. Again, we are about to enter the last month of second quarter, which will be followed, of course, by second quarter earnings. And wow, there's going to be a lot of excitement building for those. We'll have to see if it's uh, buy the rumor, sell the news. We kind of saw that after Q1. Uh, because, you know, what, what happens next, right? What can, what can we expect for, for, for the third quarter and fourth quarter as we go into 2022? A lot of questions about that, of course. But, uh, hey, that's what, that's what keeps us uh, coming back for more, right? And, again, the trend is your friend. Uh, don't, don't fight the tape. Don't fight the Fed. I mean, it, it, it may sound simplistic. It may sound simple. Uh, and I may sound like a simpleton by saying it over and over again. But, frankly, uh, if you just don't fight the tape, don't fight the Fed, Frankly, a lot of the battles won when there's a lot of quantitative easing. Right now, we got $120 billion a month still going on of quantitative easing. Uh, the markets tend to go up almost 100% of the time when quantitative easing is a thing as it is now. Um, okay, so the uh, uh, internals today were not great. Uh, but again, we've had a really good run of internals. We just had our best back-to-back days in internals we've had in over a month. Uh, but let's cover these quickly here for you because they're was, there, there was solidly positive across the board. But again, kind of a quiet, again, meandering kind of a day. Advanced decline today was positive both for NYC and NASDAQ. No great shakes, but again, solidly positive. Uh, volume was actually negative for NYSE, but just slightly so. Not the case at all for NASDAQ. Uh, not quite two to one, but a very solid day, about 68% up volume day for NASDAQ. That makes three really good days in a row for NASDAQ uh, after the stretch we went through. This is, this is what you want to see. This is the action you want to see, and we are clearly seeing it now as NASDAQ has taken the leadership uh, back from this market. It's not that we don't love value. We do love value. We, we're probably right at about 60-40 growth to value right now in the VRA portfolio. Uh, we love value stocks. We own energy. We own uh, commodities and miners, et cetera. Uh, but uh, obviously, you, the best bull markets are, are led by tech. They just are. You know, semis lead NASDAQ. NASDAQ leads the market. That's the way the bull markets work for quite some time. And uh, uh, But uh, this is a market that's been rotating from sector to sector. And that's kept the market fresh. It's kept it from getting overbought. And that, that kind of action is extremely positive and, and bullish because it, it just prolongs bull markets again. And uh, the bottom line for us is we, we as, uh, as our friends at uh, Evercore and Ed Hyman, who runs just an incredible shop over there, as they remind us on a daily basis, uh, markets keep going higher until S&P 5 earnings peak. And we're not expecting a peak in S&P 5 earnings for until like 2025. So uh, there you go. Uh, and our uh, uh, and again also uh, new 52 highs lows. We had 391 stocks hitting new 52 week highs to just 50. 
hitting new 52-week lows. We've only had five days this entire year, folks, where there have been more uh, 52-week lows than 52-week highs. And that's just a sign of, again, a a very strong market and a market that continues to broaden uh, as we move higher. Again, all bullish signs here. In our sector watch today, uh, not a lot to write about here. Not a lot to, to talk about, really. We had the seventh, uh, excuse me, six finished higher, five finished lower, led to the upside by real estate. Real estate sector hit an all-time high today, as Tyler just reminded me uh, before our podcast here. Real estate up six tenths to one percent. Utilities up four tenths to one percent. On the downside, again, not much. Communication services down three tenths to one percent. Kind of quiet again. Kind of a quiet one more time. Meandering day. And our commodity watch today. We had um, gold today up nine dollars an ounce, back over nineteen hundred dollars an ounce. Again, gold is. Had a very good run. It has reached extreme overbought. We're not surprised to see a little bit of a kind of a, a side, some sideways action here. Uh, but we've got the, the big jobs report coming out next Friday. And, uh, you know, the 10 year, of course, of course so much of, uh, of this action in, in commodities is tied to the uh, currencies, the dollar, and to interest rates. And the 10 year right now is back to 1.58%. It's just not getting legs. The employment report next Friday. Uh, after last month's big disappointment, if you remember, uh, really kind of shook up the apple cart. We'll have to see what happens with the employment uh, report this coming Friday. Uh, but again, we love gold, uh, silver, precious metals, miners, copper. This group is uh, has got serious legs because we are in a brand new global uh, commodity super cycle. You've seen the stories, no doubt, about copper, about the lack of supply, and about the surging demand because of uh, well, for all kinds of reasons, an economy that's quickly recovering, uh, the electrification of the planet, uh, EVs, electric vehicles, that kind of thing. And, uh, and copper and silver go into everything. And so uh, we, we're very bullish on both of those, one base, one, 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 uh, one precious metal and, phys- and base metal as well, in the case of silver, which, of course, is both. Anyway, gold today up nine dollars an ounce in nineteen oh four. Silver day up nine cents an ounce at back over twenty eight dollars an ounce at twenty eight oh three. Silver looks fantastic on the charts, by the way. Copper again, very very solid. What what a year it's had. Uh, what a run it's had. I believe it's up ninety percent in the last year. Copper now up four dollars and sixty seven cents a pound, just off uh, all time highs. Oil today down twenty two cents a barrel at sixty six sixty three. Uh, we're going to be spending some time on this next week talking about oil. And what happened with this, uh, this uh, climate change case that they're calling it of, of, uh, of, of Exxon you know, losing board seats to some radicals from, in the, from the climate crazies. And what this is going to pretend for oil prices going forward, likely much, much higher oil prices are coming, folks. Uh, we like oil here and energy stocks quite a bit. Uh, and uh, Bitcoin. Uh, probably the thing that concerns us the most about this market would be, in the short term at least, is Bitcoin. Bitcoin uh, right now is, uh, was down $2,800 $2, today at uh, trading right now at 35971 It is below its 200-day moving average. Again, we're long-term Bitcoin, Bitcoin bulls. We want to see it get back above its 200-day moving average, which is right at 40000 So we're just over $4,000 of Bitcoin below that level. Um, and we, what we don't want to see happen, we don't want to see Bitcoin fall below the, the, the capitulation lows of last week, which were right at 30000 of Bitcoin. We want to see that level hold. If not, we can see some slippage in the markets because there has been nothing that's had a tighter correlation to the, the, the stock markets going, going up and down than Bitcoin. 
It's been the single best risk-on, risk-off indicator for equities, Bitcoin has, uh, in the last four years than anything else we can find. That is interesting. Uh, and so, again, we want to see Bitcoin uh, begin to uh, participate to the upside again. We think it's going to. Uh, we're long-term bulls again. We do have a minimum target of Bitcoin of $100,000 uh, of Bitcoin. The final point today I want to cover is this development that's happening in coronavirus. Because you may have seen this today, a couple of bills now uh, have, been, have, been, uh, have, been, have been proposed, I guess written, not passed, but they're out there. One is to, uh, uh, now that everyone's admitting that, you know, you know what, it does look likely that coronavirus came from the Wuhan lab. Uh, Dr. Fauci, uh, he's going to disappear very soon, I predict, uh, from uh, having any role in the public eye, because he's just lost complete credibility. Never really had it anyway. But, you know, we got folks that just really do believe the, the government story at every turn. And, you know, uh, they, they, to, to them, Fauci was the man. Uh, and, of course, now we're finding out that the National Institute of Health and Fauci certainly played a role in this. They helped fund it. He certainly was not candid about it. We want to find out how much money he's made off of this with these vaccines. That's really what we want to know. We already know he's the highest paid government employee in the country. Uh, but uh, the, the, So one of the bills proposed will allow Americans to sue China for losses, but family members that have, uh, that have died from coronavirus. That's interesting. Um, and the other thing that's interesting is that, and I just read this last night, and I, honestly, it almost made me sick at my stomach, because here we go again. Okay, 20 years ago, right, 9-11, we had the 9-11 Commission. Guess who led that commission, structured it, put it together, told people exactly what they were going to talk about, ruled it with an iron fist, Philip Zekalo. Philip Zekalo. The 9-11 Commission was a, a, was a scam. The report, no one trusted. There was no reason to trust it then or now. It's been widely talked about. Uh, I won't get into that right now. But Philip Zekalo is going to be running, apparently, Biden's commission into coronavirus. Now, why is that interesting? Because, well, how, how, did, how, how did it end up last time? Was Zekalo ran the 9-11 Commission? Shortly thereafter, we are going to war with Iraq. Weapons of mass destruction. This whole thing was set up. Military industrial complex, folks, they are back in business. The MIC is back in business. Now, I'm not predicting that we're going to war with China. God forbid anything like that happen. But history does repeat. Zekalo ran the 9-11 Commission. Shortly thereafter, we, went, we, we invaded Iraq. All of a sudden, now the public is finding out about China and their role in maybe covering up the leak from the Wuhan lab. And now Zekalo looks to be running the, the Coronavirus Commission. We're going to be paying close attention to this, very close attention to this. And I think the, the, the really good thing, from my point of view, is that when we had the 9-11 Commission, we didn't have social media. There was really no way for us to communicate quickly and easily and readily then. We do now. Twitter, etc. Now, what will be interesting is to find out how many people they start banning from social media for daring to speak the truth about what this coronavirus commission is going to look like, what they're going to allow to be talked about, and what they're going to put out. But it does feel a little bit like the drumbeats of war starting with China, does it not? It's probably overstating it, but, 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 but 
the, there, there's a, there's a story that's coalescing around China being responsible for this. And uh, that's something worth paying attention to, we believe. Folks, again, uh, thank you for being here. Uh, uh, have a great Memorial Day weekend. Again, thank you to everyone that served, and certainly thank you uh, to those that have given their life uh, for the country they love so much. We hope you have a great weekend. We'll look forward to hearing you back again here Tuesday after the close.